and you are welcome when we do that open house. We want you to come to our house. We, we, we just want you to come. And so uh, if it gets too tight, we've got a back deck. If the weather permits, we might go out on the back deck. If it's not snowing or raining or, you know, or we split up and come over to here somewhere. You know, we just we, we love you folks. We want to be with you. And, you know, your house is just kind of a place, you know. I've always said, you know, you get to your house, you can be in all kind of stuff going on, you know. If you get home and you shut that door, that's your that's your place. You shut yourself off from the world. Well, I, I want to do that, and I practice that, but I don't want to shut myself off from you. Uh, you know, we were advised, don't buy that property and don't buy that house for you personally to live in because it's just... Of course, I'm originally from the south, and people do just drive up, just come knock on your door, or ring the. We don't have too many people around. You got you got one or two. You don't know when they may knock on your door, you know. But I had to explain to people down home. I said, no, no, our people are not like that. They're so thoughtful of us, and they call us, and they make. Can we come over? You know. I said, but we don't mind. We don't mind, and especially if it's done right. And so we want you to come and be with us, and we'll have some refreshments and have uh, some fellowship and uh, just enjoy each other. And I think that's very, very, very important to the kingdom of God. And somebody said amen. Amen. And again, we're probably going to be making this announcement, as Pastor was saying, it's a mess. We apologize for our mess. But we can put up with a mess, and we know it's going to be really, really nice once we get through it and get over it. And I told the, the, I told the, the group back here, just a while ago, I said, you know, this, and Brother J.D., I think, I said, this new building part, I mean, that's just going to be a breeze. But, y'all, let me tell you, this this is where we're meeting, and it's just, by the time we remodel all this in here and take these windows out and repaint and recarpet and whatever else we ought to take those offices out and expand this in here, I mean, it, it I, I, just to be honest with you, uh, I'm normally not very insecure, but I, I'm kind of sweating that, you know. Because uh, maybe sometimes in the midweek we might just say, folks, don't come out here because we don't want to endanger you. You know, we don't want a two by four to fall on you or something. And so, uh, so who knows? Who knows? Maybe not. I don't know. I hope I'm wrong on that. But we'll just sacrifice and get through this and have a beautiful place. Amen. The parking lot's going to be enlarged somewhat. They won't let us do very much, you know, zoning and and all of this stuff. And so. But, hey, we're getting there. With your help, and again, thank you for giving. Thank you for making those sacrifices to help us do this. It's for you and your children and all that are far off. Amen. As many as the Lord sees fit. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 23, verse 37. Again, I, 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 my, my insecurities kicked in. Maybe it's not that. Maybe it's my caring. Uh, I don't want this to be a ne negative message. I don't want it to be a heavy message. Uh, I, I wrestled with it a little while, but I just settled in. I just feel like this is the will of the Lord. Amen. And, uh, you know, I just feel like somebody's going to get helped and blessed. I'd rather preach faith. I'd rather preach God's love and mercy and goodness. Amen. Not that I'm not going to preach that. It'll just come out. That's what I preach. Amen. But it's just a little different take and a little different side of God that we have to see. We need to see it as Christians. Uh, Matthew 23, verse number 37. O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, thou that killest the prophets and stonest them which were sent unto thee, how often would I have gathered thy children together, even as a hen gathered her chickens under her wings, and ye would not. Don't want to 
don't think about that much. Don't want to deal with that subject, but it's there. You would not. Amen. I'd like to preach to you the enduring spirit of God, the enduring. And I realized that I couldn't use one word right there, Brother Terry. I couldn't. There's not one word to describe. We don't have that in our English language. A word, and it's, I know I'm just dealing with a title, but to describe the spirit of God. I almost put the lingering spirit of God. And then you just go down the line, amen, of words that we need to describe it. Maybe we'll talk about it just a little bit in here. But it's enduring. It'll just stay with you. It'll just woo us. It'll help us. It'll comfort us. It'll deal with us. It'll be our friend. Amen. Hallelujah. And you know, if you wouldn't mind, I don't know just in your mind I'm not doing this, but I kind of like to think of this message as just the beginning of an altar service. You know how you preach normally and then you start your altar appeal, you have the music. I'd like for us to think as as church members here that, that this is just, he's just, this is an altar call right now. And in the end of this, we'll just all come to the altar. Amen. Why? Because it's available. Hallelujah. We can come to the altar. We can come in his presence and talk with him and he with us. Amen. Amen. Put your Bibles down. Amen. Let's clap our hands one more time to the Lord. Amen. You may be seated. God bless you. Amen. When Jesus spoke these words to Jerusalem, amen, the the powerful force And it's good to kind of get the the background of this and the foundation of this. Amen. The forces of the army, the Roman army, was about to come crushing down upon Jerusalem. Nobody knew this. The city was unaware of this. The streets of Jerusalem would soon be rife with death, poverty, starvation, and all the other things, ugly things that go along, amen, with war. Jesus foresaw, he foresaw all of this destruction coming and offered the shadow of his wings. Isn't that just like God? Amen. Trouble was coming. And here he was saying, oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how often would I have gathered you together as a hen, amen, would gather her little chickens together. But you would not, amen. This is the, you have to get the gist of what was going on. Jesus wanted his people to love him in return. But they were too busy, amen, amen. They continued, Jerusalem continued to resist the loving, gentle hand of God. What a sad, sad story here, amen. I think we skim over these sometimes. How often God's spirit had reached for this city, yet she was not willing to hear the words of the Lord, words that would help, words that would bless, words that would deliver and bring them to a place they had never been before. And then in verse 38 of this same chapter, amen, with sadness and tears, Jesus said, your house is left unto you desolate. Now, you don't normally hear Jesus saying things like that. There is a a part or a side of God that we faith preachers and we love preachers can preach, and that's what we see. I tell the story about the lady here that I, I thought she was a little bit, overbalanced over into the love and the blessings. Some of us hard-line, hard-headed Pentecostals should have some of that, Brother Thompson, 
but, but, but you can't get too far either way, all right? You have to understand, amen, that there's a certain amount of judgment. There's a certain amount of, you know, you know the, 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 the side of God that we don't really want to get over. You know, it's like a, a parent, you know, that, that loved us. My, my parents loved us dearly, worked hard for us, made a living for us, fed us, housed us, and all the rest. But, but there was a line that you could cross over, and it really wasn't too pleasant, all right? You know, I talk about those, you know, it's child abuse now, but it wasn't when I was a kid. Probably the most dreadful sound I can remember as a child is my dad's belt coming off. As the sound that it made coming through those, those belt loops, it just had a certain sound. It would freeze me in my tracks. I was paralyzed. <clears throat> that was, that's what we're talking about. We only like to see the good side. That's the most pleasant part. And, of course, I certainly don't want to be ugly and negative or heavy-handed, but it would do us well to understand that grace one day is going to run out in this life. And I'm a, I'm a grace and a, and a faith for you. all know that. Amen. But, 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 but Jesus talked about it. Many prophets had tried and were killed in their attempts, but the Spirit of the Lord just kept lingering. It just stayed there. Hallelujah. So, again, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to be heavy-handed about it, but, but, but we just need to get a glimpse of the other side of God. Amen. <clears throat> Listen, <clears throat> you have too many weights and pressures already. Amen. If I try to get heavy, you don't need to come to church and be pressured and loaded down with something else here, all right? So we want to be liberty. You want to have, have liberty here and be liberated from these things, all right? So I'm tired of qualifying. I'm done with all that right now, all right? Hallelujah. However, one has to be aware of certain things that God has done in the past. We know people by what they have done. You can have all the faith you want. Amen. If there's certain people, they keep doing a certain thing. That's what you expect out of them. All right? Do or not do. You know, I can get, you know, there's folks that we, we understand, we know, that have worked with us. Say, you know, say the Thompsons, you know, for instance, have worked with us and uh, for years now. And so I don't even think about it. I know that Sunday morning they're going to be here, and they'll be here on time. How do you know that? From what they have done in the past. They just keep doing good things and right things and helpful things. And, and so you just, you just know that. We also know that God, we know him <clears throat> by seeing what he has done in the past. You know, we talk about the Old Testament. We talk about the schoolmaster. We don't throw away. We use it and we see what God approves of and what God disapproves of by how he responded to Israel. Amen. He would send judgment upon the other. So it's just obvious you can see that God was not pleased with what they were doing, whether it was idolatry or was it just ignoring him or whatever it was. Amen. But they would begin to worship him and focus upon God again, tear down the idols and the strange gods, and then they would come back into prosperity. The blessings of God would be upon the people of God. So we know by what we see, all right? We see our wonderful, loving Savior getting angry. <clears throat> angry enough to say, I've had enough and destroy cities. Is that God? Hallelujah. You see, we preach half-truths. 
when we quote the, this, this, these scriptures about God being the same yesterday, today, and forever, amen, and, and, and yet only use it when we refer to the blessings and the healing. No, 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 he's, he is the same with that. If he ever healed, he will heal today. If he ever did bless anybody or forgive anybody, he will do that today. But if he ever, all right, if he ever become angry at someone, that means he can do that today. If he is the same yesterday, today, can I get an amen? Yesterday, today, and forever. We have to be fair, all right? We have to be equitable with this. Hallelujah. So I don't want to preach a half a truth because you know what a half a truth is. A half a truth is an untruth, all right? You got to tell the whole truth, nothing but the truth, all right? And so this is what's going to get us delivered. So yes, God has emotions. He has sorrow. He has joy. He has anger. King James even uses the word jealous. He was jealous over his people. It's emotion. It can be emotions. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Y'all take care of the babies, all right? They'll say, it's okay, they're just babies. Don't spank them when you go out. I'm a grandpa. All right, just don't let them get, just don't get louder than me, okay? Hallelujah. <laughs> God does not want to share his love, that's us, with anybody else. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the Old Testament, God's spirit appears visibly in the form of a bright, shining cloud. Hallelujah. The Jews called it the Shekinah. Amen. This is, this is the glory cloud, signified God's presence. In fact, that's what they called it. Amen. The presence. Why? Wow, they could see it. Amen. Not just feel it. Ezekiel the prophet, this is I'm getting into the meat of my message. Ezekiel the prophet saw a vision, the glory of God, the Shekinah of God, he saw, and there was a process, and you know, vision, you just have to read a while. It's in covers three or four chapters, amen. But it moved, amen. And eventually, amen, he saw the glory of God leaving Jerusalem. Oh, leaving, Brother Ruck, it was pulling out. Wait, wait, wait a minute. This is that lingering, amen, presence of God. This is that enduring spirit that's just with us through thick and thin, Amen. Through sickness and health and every other thing that comes our way that's, that opposes what we want to do. Amen. God's with us. But there was a time. Eventually, God got to the point. He got tired of being ignored. He got tired of being cursed at. He got tired of people worshiping other gods. Amen. And the scripture said we're to put no other God before him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. And so this caused, amen, uh, a departure, amen, if you will, hallelujah, amen. The cause of this was, <clears throat> you know, the corruption of God's people, amen. And there's a lot of things that, 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 that are, are corrupt, amen, that maybe we not, may not class as being corrupt, amen. You know, we talked about the worst, the, the worst sin we could do. You know, I, I immediately my mind just goes to you know, all kind of things that are just bad and ugly. No, 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 the worst sin we could possibly have is unbelief. Just not believe in the promises of God. You can have good morally people, good moral people, 
amen, that, 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 that wouldn't cheat on their husband or their wife, they wouldn't take a drink of, of alcoholic beverage of any sort, and they wouldn't treat their neighbor bad, but, but, you know, they have no faith. That's the worst thing they could possibly do because everything is built on faith. I just believe God's going to be my friend because he said he, I just believe God's going to help us in and through this situation. Amen. That, that's the best thing you can do. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But how does, the, how does this omnipresent spirit that's everywhere, in fact, I heard a preacher, I didn't listen to him long, but how that God can't move. We took a talk about the move of God and God can't move because if you're everywhere, how are you going to move? I just go, I don't know. I don't want to get technical with it. Amen. But I just know the Bible said he did move. That's what the Bible said. So I just, that takes care of it for me. Just, I mean, a whole, I mean, almost wrote a book about it. Can't move. God can't move. And it was just a big criticism of what we, we do by saying, God moved in our service. How can God move? He's everywhere. Amen. Amen. <laughs> anyway, that may not have anything much to do with my message today. Just a thought, okay? But how does God's Spirit withdraw from a person since God is everywhere? How does He, or how can He walk out on a person's life? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. That's not the God that I know. He's the loving cow. Oh, yeah, we're going to preach that. We're going to keep preaching that. And when I get through this message, I'm going to get right back on faith and healing and blessing and he's your friend and the whole the whole deal. And I'm going to preach it over and over and over until we believe it. Nothing's going to separate me from God. But I'm reading to you out of scriptures where the Spirit of the Lord moved. And it moved away from God's people because of their corrupt ideas, their sinful nature. Amen. They're looking to some other God other than God. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord and him only shalt thou worship and serve. Amen. That, that, that's, the, that's the first commandment, amen. And, and God said, teach it to your children, amen, when you rise up in the morning. Teach it to them when you walk by the wayside, when you're walking down the sidewalk, holding it. If you want to have a conversation, just look over to your little boy or little girl and say, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and him only shalt thy serve. And when you get home at night, when you lay down at night, you look over and say, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and him only shalt thou serve. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Genesis 6 and 3 said, The Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man. So he told us himself that he wouldn't always be here. A common misconception is you got to get this because, because this, this is real and this is true. A common misconception regarding grace is that it is infinitely available. Why? Because God is infinite. That's why we do it. But, but, but no, no, wait a minute. In the Song of Solomon, listen, we have so many examples. I begin to run some studies on this. There's so many examples. I just ran out of time. But I'll give you a few of them. The Song of Solomon, uh, the bridegroom called for his beloved. We know who that is. Jesus is the bridegroom. The church is the bride in type, okay? Types and shadows, amen. But, but the, the, the bride, you know, she would not rise from her leisure. She's too busy going to a football game. 
She's too, she's too busy involved in sports. Listen, I know you probably want to take your kids to dancing classes and you want to do all the stuff that the world, you know, I'm not here to preach against all of that. Amen. But you got you to gotta get all of that in order. Amen. Little League Baseball comes in. Amen. So, you know, it's just the thing to do is what you did. It teaches your kids, you know, all kind of responsibilities. It teaches them teamwork. And, and all of that's true. And I'm not against that. And I'm not preaching against that. But you better sit down and decide who's number one, who's taking up the most time, who's costing you the most. Amen. You've got to get yourself and your children to the house of God. Amen. Where somebody can preach to them. They can be in the midst of folks worshiping and praying. Amen. And talking to that one God. And we know who his name is. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. So, so the bridegroom called, amen, for his beloved, but she would not rise from her leisure. And when she finally did respond, her lover was gone, and the only thing that was left, amen, was his fragrance in the door handle, in the latch. She smelled the fragrance Amen. That's the only thing that remained. In 1 Samuel 15, 23, that's a sign of him gone. He's gone. Amen. 1 Samuel 15 and 23, the prophet Samuel told King Saul, because thou hast rejected the word of the Lord. Listen, this is strong. You've, direct, you, you've rejected the word of the Lord. He hath also rejected thee. I'm kind of, it reminds me of T.F. Tenney's. I've preached it so long, I've claimed it for myself by now. But he preached about the power of the clay. No, the clay is just a piece of mud almost. You just squeeze. It, it, the power is in the hand. No, 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 no. No, the real power is in the clay. Who is that? That's us. It's in yielding. Yielding or not yielding. That's the only way. That's the only way the potter is going to be able to form any vessel of honor out of that. Anything that's worth anything, amen, he may be good, amen, but he's not so good and he's not so willing to work with a piece of clay that is unyielding. So the power ends up, it's in the clay. Hallelujah. So what I'm saying simply is this. We make the judgment. It's not God. You know, oh, God, he's too good to do that. No, God's not doing this. It's like people said, I can't serve a God that would send us to hell. God doesn't send us to hell. We make the decision and send ourselves there. You have, to, you have to get that concept right now. God is so cruel and so mean. No, he's not. No, he's not. There's people who won't come to church. They wouldn't come to the house of God. Have people people laugh at me. They think, the, the, the you know, somehow the, the, the building's going to cave in, you know. Uh, the framework won't hold up. You know, it's just kind of a big old joke to them. Come to the, they, they won't do this. God's preparing a place. It's really not for them, but they don't want to be around God. They want to be near God's people. That's where we're going, folks. But there's folks don't want to gather with us and don't want to be with us. We're going to be with Jesus. There's folks in this world that don't want to be with him. They despise him. They despise his people. I just, I just read somewhere and somebody was telling me that they're trying to outlaw Bibles. There's a group of people trying to outlaw Bibles in California. What, what has the Bible ever done, amen, to hurt or harm anybody? But that's how they see it, amen. So, so, so there's a place that God is preparing. He's just saying, okay, if they don't want to be with me and near me, I'll just prepare a place for them. <clears throat> and we do that to ourselves. Later on, King Saul found himself at a witch's house. Of course, Samuel had died by this time. That was his prophet. But he was attempting to gain God's grace from this conjured 
image of, he's trying to conjure up, you know, the spirits and people get desperate, you know. He wanted to talk to Samuel even though Samuel was dead. First Samuel 28 and 16, watch this. But the image of, the, of, of Samuel asked Saul, wherefore then dost thou ask of me seeing the Lord is departed from thee and become thine enemy? Hallelujah. Psalms 51 and 11, God gave the kingdom to David, a man who knew the value of God's presence. Now, I could preach on that a while. Amen. He said, cast me not away from thy presence and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Listen, there's folks preach once you get saved and get your two goosebumps, then you don't ever have to worry about it anymore. You go on and live your life. And that's the end of it. I'm so happy that I know. Listen, they never had any problem with me. I come out, I come from an ugly, bad bunch of people, backsliders. Amen. When I was 12 years old and the power, Brother J.D., the power of the Holy Ghost got on this 12-year-old kid. I, knew, I, I know that I didn't know much. It's good, you know, to know that you don't know. Amen. But I did know this one thing. I had never felt anything like that. I felt the love and the presence. I felt God's arms around me. Amen. And so, so as far as I'm concerned, he wasn't about to get rid of me. He didn't have to worry about me going off spending my time somewhere. I found something that I had never felt before. Amen. It was called an experience. You know, listen, I was telling, I think Brother Jason, he's witnessing to somebody right now. Uh, just throw this out. This is not my message, but maybe it might help somebody. All right. Listen, we all witness. Listen, you can take your finger and put it on the written word of the Lord all you want to with people. And that's good. But, but Jesus said you must worship him in spirit and in truth. You don't have the truth, but there's got to be a spirit there, God's spirit. Amen. And so when you get to witness of somebody and they want to just argue with you and fuss with you and fight with you, listen, let me tell you, let me give you a little trick for you right here. It's your experience that they can't argue with. Amen. The apostle Paul did it. Amen. Paul was a man who knew two or three or four different languages, very, very bright, very smart. Amen. But here's what he would do when he would just he'd come up against something like a wall and he couldn't get through it. And he would say, I was on the road to Damascus, breathing out threatenings. I was an enemy to God's people. And there shone a great light, and it smote me off of my beast. He told that story. Now, who, who's going to argue with that? How are you going to come against somebody and argue with somebody that had this contact with, a, with another world? Amen. Amen. I went blind here, but he, I love what Paul said. Amen. He was rebellious, angry, upset. He thought he was worshiping God and doing God a favor by getting rid of all the holy rollers. But when he knew it was God, and he said, he asked, who art thou, Lord? Hallelujah. And God <laughs> spoke back and said, I am Jesus whom thou persecutest. In other words, you're persecuting me while you're persecuting these people. Amen. And I love the next part of that too. Amen. When you get in contact with God, you don't fuss about what the standards are and what I have to do, that church required. No, 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 no. The next question was, what would you have me to do? What do you want me to do? You the boss. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. So an experience, amen, experience with God is what we're after here. Now, it has to be based on truth. That's why we're preaching this message about the Spirit of the Lord will leave us. 
you just play around with God and ignore God and put God last in your life and do everything else first. Put all kind of, you, you listen, 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 God gave anything that's good, God gave it to us. But when we get something good, whether it's a good house, a good car, a good husband or a wife or children, listen, all of that came from God. Why would we put the stuff that God gave us ahead of the one that gave it to us? Hallelujah. David said in 1 Chronicles 28 and 9, If thou seek him, he will be found of thee. But if thou forsake him, he will cast thee off forever. Pretty strong in the word of the Lord, isn't it? Hallelujah. Listen, God's walking away from us is only in response to our walking away from him. Send me the clay. Amen. Be yield. Be, be molded. You know, we're so molded in this world. We let the world put us in their mold. You know, I'm thinking of my, my younger brother. I would he'd prayed through a time. Somehow he just didn't get very far, but he, he just somehow couldn't hang in there. But I remember talking to him about his soul. But he thought of immediately thought of the price tag. Well, I just don't want to be a hypocrite. I don't know if I can do all of that or not. Just, you know, but but hey, y'all. I think I might have talked about it last week a little bit. God allows things to come on us and gets our attention. Sicknesses, pain, situations. That's what it's for. Amen. It kind of takes down the hedge. My my brothers had all kind of physical problems, liver problems, and all this all this stuff. I don't know if that had, I have a feeling that had something to do with him coming back to God. But I was with him probably a month ago and and went to church. I preached in my wife's old home church down in Louisiana, out in the country. And some of our folks gathered in, and people gathered in. I went, went, went again to their church. They have a Monday night service. And so, but I, I'm just amazed, Brother J.D., how God, that, that's why the, that's why the, we just like, you know, we can't do this. We can preach the word and sing a song and try to create that atmosphere and preach the truth for us, you know. But, but see, it's really up to you. <laughs> We can't give anybody the Holy Ghost. We can't deliver anybody. We can't heal anybody. We just try to create the atmosphere and preach faith. Amen. And then you grab a hold. You have to reach out and grab a hold of it. Amen. But I, but I, I was just fascinated by him because, Sister Debbie, all he can talk about is how wonderful God is. I said, this, this is not my brother. This is, this is not him. There's been such a change that took place. It's an interchange. It's like inside of him, and it's, it's coming out. They had a pa- their pastor just messed up and committed sin and horrible, horrible situation, and, but he still, he still was just like, you know, I love the man, and, you know, just love, you know, he's just a great guy, and he preached, and he blessed us, and, you, you know, you can't, he just won't be ugly toward anybody. It just, he won't say negative things toward anybody, and he loves, he, and they got a new pastor now, just voted a new pastor. And he just loves, he called me the other day, and he just loves the guy to death. He says, I just, I just think it's going to work. He's just wonderful, and our church is wonderful. And, and listen, that's not in our human nature, too, not much of that. That's got to come from God. Especially if you know somebody, you see that change. That's what we're looking for. That's what the world is looking for. They're not looking for another religion, and they're looking for another pretty sermon. They're not looking for another, you know, organization. Listen. You know, another program. Listen, when people come in, amen, and they feel God's presence. (laughs) Hallelujah. 
Just like that. Hallelujah. Amen. That's what they're looking for. That's why I don't stop Sister Taylor from yelling out and talking in tongues, you know, on the platform. It bugs me sometimes. I'm like, I, I can't hear myself. She don't need a microphone. But somebody said it's bothering me. I said, I am not stopping that. I am not. I just can't do it. Because <laughs> when it happens, you know, to you, Amen, I want it to be a God thing. I don't want you to think somebody's standing over you, looking at you, amen, trying to determine whether you, you know, are breaking up some rule or something. I just want to hold. Listen, don't worry. We'll pull it back to order. <laughs> Hallelujah. It'll be decent. That's what the scripture said. Let everything be done decent and in order. Hallelujah. I'm feeling his presence right now, y'all. Hallelujah. Praise God. Sister Melissa, I think I'm going I'm to ask you to come. I'm, I'm going to sing an old song. Hallelujah. But. Let me see my, I'm Proverbs, the very first chapter, and I have to tell you this. Uh, I just feel like, and I don't want it to close on a, a negative note, but there is a passage of Scripture that would scare the living daylights out of me when I was a kid. I'm going to read it to you. <laughs> Hallelujah, scare the daylights, I'm, and I'm closing. That's why I almost didn't do this because I don't want it to end on a bad note. I don't think it has to. Praise God. Hallelujah. Proverbs, the first chapter, and the, the 24th verse. Every theologian will agree that this is God, amen, speaking of his church, his bride, amen. Amen. Verse 24, and here's what he said. He said, because I have called and ye refused. I have stretched out my hand and no man regarded. But ye have set it naught all my counsel and with none of my reproof. Now, now here, here's the part we got to get, oh God. We're going to move on from this. I mean, you got, you got to see this. You can't feel like because you felt a little spirit, a little presence of God and got your goosebumps and you know and then everything you, you can't know it's like filling your gasoline tank up in your car and you say well I did that you know three or four months ago and I should be good no if, if you want to press that gas pedal and go and continue to do that you have to make a trip back to the service station and put some more fuel in there hallelujah amen with spiritual things you come back, we call it refreshing and a renewing. Amen. I got to, listen, we, we keep living and doing things and doing business with the world. and We have to. Our jobs and, you know, these kind of our work. Amen. It'll, it'll kind of rub off on you. And so you come back to the house of the Lord. And, amen. You just kind of shed all of that and let the presence of the Lord wash over us. And we become renewed in the spirit. Amen. But here's what here's what God said. Because it, you wouldn't hear me and you wouldn't listen. Verse 26. He said, I also will laugh at your calamity. Wait a minute. That's so uncharacteristic of God. But yet here is, here's what he's saying. I will mock when your fear cometh. When your fear cometh as desolation and your destruction cometh as a whirlwind. When distress and anguish cometh upon you, then shall they call upon me, but I will not answer. They shall seek me early, but they shall not find me. For that they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. 
They would none of my counsel. They despised all my reproof. Therefore shall they eat of the fruit of their own way and be filled with their own devices. But the turning away of the simple shall slay them, and the prosperity of fools shall destroy them. And watch, and this is the true, this is the true God that we serve. He just gave a rebuke and he just laid down the law to the people in this last verse, amen, of this first chapter. But whosoever hearkeneth unto me shall dwell safely and shall be quiet from fear of evil. See, he, he just, he's just not going to leave. I'm going to get you for that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave you alone. I'm not going to mess. But then he says, if you'll just hearken to me, if you'll respond to me, if you'll let me, I'll bless you. Amen. Let's all stand together. Hallelujah. I'll say yes, Lord, yes, to your will and to your way. I'll say yes, Lord, yes, I will trust you and obey. Spirit speaks to me with my whole heart. I'll agree, and my answer will be yes, Lord. Yes, I'll say yes, Lord. Yes, to your will and to your way. I'll say yes, Lord. Yes, I will trust you and. Say yes to God. I'll say yes, Lord, yes. I will trust you and obey when your spirit speaks to me. With my whole heart, I'll agree. And my answer will be yes, Lord, yes. I'll say yes, Lord, yes. to me with my whole heart I'll agree my answer will be yes Lord yes sing it with us I'll say yes Lord yes to your will and to your way I'll say yes Lord yes I will trust you speaks to me with my whole heart I'll agree and my answer will be yes Lord yes I'll say yes come on y'all hallelujah hallelujah and to your way I'll say yes Lord yes I will trust you and obey when your spirit speaks to me and my whole heart I'll agree and my 
Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Let's just bask in his presence just for a moment. Let's just bask in his presence for a while. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes. Somebody's here that's not quite out of the boat yet. You're in the storm. Hallelujah. Remember Jesus come walking on the water, on the waves. They thought he was a ghost. It scared them. Amen. It's the same today. People don't know the Spirit of the Lord from a ghost. Whoa, uneasy around this. But remember when they finally recognized who it was? Peter wasn't satisfied. Amen. Just that the Lord was there. He asked the Lord, can I get out of the boat and come to you? <laughs> Sometimes the storm's not ceased yet. Sometimes he's not calmed the storm yet. But he's in the storm. I, I don't know. I'm not trying to gauge. There's probably levels of here, people here, every level that you can think of. Amen. People who have been out of the, the boat already and people that ain't about to get out of the boat. Amen. But, but think about it with me just a minute. The safety of the boat. It's so much easier just to stay in the I'm not about to make commitments that I don't know if I... Listen, you just say yes to Jesus. Just say yes. Just have faith in Him. Listen, I'll just tell you right now. I'll confess to you. I really don't have a lot of confidence in human nature, even my own human nature. But I do have all the confidence in the world in Jesus. So, so... Why don't some of us, even though there's a storm, even though there's a storm raging, dangerous, amen, why don't we just ask God, should I get out of the boat? Amen. Now, it looked pretty bad, but Jesus just said, come. He said one word. You know, we've, we've made the statement. We hear, heard it preached for years. Peter really didn't walk on the water. Peter walked on the word of God. God said, come. Hallelujah. If God's speaking to you about doing more, making a greater commitment, getting involved a little bit more, amen. That's kind of like getting out of the, I don't know, I got this going already. I got a lot of irons and got a lot of stuff on my plate. I understand that, all right? Amen. But just ask God, hallelujah. You can walk on his word. Hallelujah. If God says yes, if God says come on, hallelujah, then you say yes. Amen. That's all we're asking right here. We're going to reach you on your level. Hallelujah. Let me tell you what else will happen. You have used some personal convictions. Look for it. Expect it. Don't don't quit stuff and change your lifestyle. Don't do it for me. I I appreciate the respect. Amen. I I appreciate the honor. but, but, But do it for yourself and do it for God. Amen. And when God begins to convict you about this or that, not condemnation, that's two different things, but conviction. Amen. If you're lying and cussing and doing what the world does, you get a conviction, you need to go ahead and just just quit that. You can do it. Hallelujah. Praise God. I got plenty of stories to tell 
but I'm not going to tell them right now. But you can do it. Amen. With God's help, you can do it. It may take a step at a time. If you're not being faithful to the house of God, if it's just somewhere down the line, somewhere, you know, start working on that. Because that's what he said, not me. And listen, I'm long too old, been doing this too long to try to get anybody under my thumb. I don't need a bunch of yes people. I don't need a bunch of people agreeing with me about everything I do and don't do, okay? Hey, it doesn't help me a bit. I'd like for you to agree with God. <laughs> you get right with God. Your spirit's right with God. You won't be no problem to anybody. Amen. You'll be a new creation in Christ Jesus. Old things passed away. And behold, all things have become new. I feel God working on me right now. I feel like I can do a little more for him. Hallelujah. Hope you're feeling the same thing. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. My goodness, I hate to let you go, but I'm going to do it, all right? It don't take God all day to bless you if he wants to. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody shout praise the Lord. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Listen, listen. We don't want to lose one single one of you out here. The traffic's horrible. Chris, people are out running over each other and fighting for parking spaces and, and you know you, you get hurt out there so I want you to be safe be careful and watch out for the other person and, uh, and come back at the appointed time uh, pastors said we just got a lot of things happening here get connected up, get involved because let me tell you what, you get loose and you get free out there, don't care how spiritual you are, listen you can get out you can just you know be gone before you get connected up. Obligate yourself to the work of God. We need you here. By the way, by the way, we need Sunday school people. I'm just gonna, uh, Sister Gregory. I'm gonna make a, I'm gonna make a point that you don't mind right now. We're just kind of like, Amen. Listen, that's our children. Somebody said that's our future. You know, it, 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 it may be our future, but it's our present. <laughs> Wouldn't it be a dull place without children? Amen. We need them to be taught, and we have dedicated teachers. Amen. So we need more dedicated teachers. By the way, thanks for all those that came and worked yesterday, helped Sister Miranda decorate the Sunday school. That's going to change. You're going to have lots of Sunday school space. Amen. But you've been faithful over those things. God's going to bless you. But we need help. Hallelujah. And I, 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 think, it's rec- it, I think they have it regulated, organized, where you just make a commitment, teach about a month. About a month or so, it's just a certain period of time. Yeah, set amount of time. It's not like once I sign up, I'll be a teacher forever and I will never see my family again. No, that's not true. Okay. You make a commitment <laughs> and you show up early. Hallelujah. And you help with our children. Valuable, valuable, valuable ministry. So just throw that out there for good measure. I won't charge anything extra for that, okay? Hallelujah. Amen. The church is doing well. Amen, because you're doing well. Thanks for coming today. And make sure if you find a guest, amen, amen. Great seeing you. Amen. Here, shake their hand. That's part of ministry. God bless you. Let you out of here. Usher, usher host. Just before you go, one more announcement, please. Usher host. Uh